We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio this morning. We'll uh, look around uh, the league a little bit. Ole Miss and Arkansas, obviously, 11 a.m. ESPN on Saturday. The uh, media attention has Baton, in Baton Rouge has turned to Ed Orgeron's fate and who mm-hmm. potentially could re- replace him as well. A little NFL today, that and more on the show. Brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to uh, head on over to the Blue Sky location there on Highway 6. Take a selfie. Show the uh, convenience store in the background, the pump, whatever you would like. There's really no rules there. Take a selfie. Tag the Oxford Exxon on Twitter. It's the one social media app that worked all day yesterday. Use that. And um, hashtag Blue Sky Rebels. When you do that, you're automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss football helmet. I think it's the Navy one, but maybe not. Maybe the powder one. Maybe you can ask. Maybe you can. I don't know how it works. But nonetheless, we will. Uh, maybe we'll, it's a red one. Maybe it's a red one with just the script. In. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll look at that and get the win those uh, to you. So we're, we're not picking the winner, but they will pick the winner. They'll get a helmet to you if you win. But you're automatically entered by doing that there at Blue Sky in Oxford, and again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio, Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi. We are uh, Clark Ford, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a uh, quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle, you get your quote, the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's um, hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product, you'll love the service. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guests join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Be a good place this weekend. Be a great place this weekend if you're coming up for Ole Miss, Arkansas. Um, Friday or uh, Saturday after the game. Game's going to end at like 2.30. Be other games coming on. If you're not doing the whole Grove thing, maybe you go to Rafters. Maybe you go to Rafters that night. Enjoy a burger, po' boy, um, great appetizer selection, uh, great b- beer selection, also um, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters. Music and food on the square in Oxford, Rafters, New Albany, and Rafters on the water at Sardis. 
So we get to Lane, we'll get into uh, some Arkansas stuff, some uh, some more. Uh, yeah, Neil and Camo today for anybody not on. Muddy uh, Water. the eight. Muddy Water Camo sent me some stuff. I know. And it's I'm, cool. I like I'm it. I'm slapping at the stream. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You went, went hunting for a buck this morning. I did. Right? I went hunting this morning. Uh, uh, I didn't catch anything. We're getting close to, actually, we're getting close to season. I know. It's good. It's, it's, they sent me some it's stuff. Yeah, starting it's to nice get there. of them. It was. It's very comfortable. It's lightweight. Uh, yeah, it does really, really lightweight. Yeah, it's lightweight. It's nice. So, <laughs> almost all train of thought. Um, <laughs> one little clarification here, and I mean, obviously, nobody's taking just our word for it. I would hope, but God knows around these these places. Um, we were opining on Saturday night during our post game show what happened to Joe Moorhead. He's still in the hospital following a surgery on Saturday. The Oregon offensive coordinator, former Mississippi State head coach. Um, uh, uh, John Canzano, their kind of fame columnist in the, in the Northwest, says that um, he's recovering in a Bay Area hospital after a medical emergency on Saturday, remains in the hospital with a non-COVID-related medical issue and subsequent subsequent surgery. So I don't oh know what's gosh. going on with Moorhead there, but that's uh, that's what's going on. So anyway, then uh, his second season as Oregon OC, obviously was the head coach at Mississippi State and at Penn State prior to that. So just off the top before I forget. Absolutely. Um, that's a um, hope he's okay. He's supposed to be a really nice guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna we're gonna get into plenty of college. I mean, just hang with us for a minute. But I told Neil a second ago this was weird to me, and I'm reading. It was from uh, Nate Davis. He it's a columnist for USA Today. He wrote this USA Today, then put it on Twitter this morning. A little bit of a slap fight between Ravens coach John Harbaugh and the Denver Broncos organization. Obviously, Vic Mangino, their their coach. Um. I watched none of this game on Sunday at all. I mean, he even admits in here, like, if you had anything else to do, including making your grocery list, the Ravens won like twenty-four to seven. It was a or twenty-four to eight or something. It was a kind of a blowout, no big deal. On the list of NFL, games I mean, Sunday, it was so far down to the bottom. Yeah. And he, like I said, everybody kind of admits that. But in the middle of that, here, so here's what happened. If anybody missed this, whatever. Again, twenty-three-seven final in this game. After Baltimore snuffed Denver's final drive by intercepting backup Broncos quarterback Drew Locke in the end zone with three seconds remaining, Harbaugh called for a running play on the Ravens' last snap despite their 16-point advantage. Quarterback Lamar Jackson gained five yards around the left side as the clock expired. Okay? Okay. That caused the rub. Any imagination why that would cause this level of angst? So they were upset that he didn't just down the ball? Well, yeah. Okay. But why did he not down the ball? Any idea? And you and I, I mean, we're fairly knowledgeable about sports. You could have given me 7,000 guesses on why they did not down the ball. Was Jackson near some sort of a record? Well, Jackson wasn't, but yes, that is the uh, okay. that, that, that is the correct answer. Um, the play gave the Ravens 102 rushing yards on a day when Jackson threw the ball exceptionally well for an offense that's been needed, that needed more of that dimension and allowed Baltimore to tie the Pittsburgh Steelers' record established from 74 to 77 okay. for most consecutive regular season games with triple digits on the ground. So they tied a record from the 70s Okay, so on, for most 100-yard games in a row by a team. So on one hand, I don't blame them. <laughs> and on the other hand, <laughs> this is where Harbaugh will say, yeah, we don't keep up with stuff like that. We're just one game at a time. We're just focused on the here and now. No, he admits it. He admits uh, he's the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're admits, getting there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All so right. Let's keep going. The columnist is basically like, like really, like that. that's what we're focused on today yeah. is, is this. So... Um, they ask uh, Broncos coach 
Vic Vangio about it. Um, and he served an assistant under Harbaugh, by the way, as well. Okay. Um, and has been a defensive coordinator for uh, Harbaugh's brother, Jim, at Stanford and with the 49ers. He said this. Yeah, I thought it was kind of, and I'm assuming he meant to say shit. I don't know. He said expletive. So I thought it was kind of whatever. I expected it from them. 37 years in pro ball. I've never seen anything like it. But it was to be expected, and we expected it. That's just their mode of operation. Player safety is secondary. That's what the Broncos head coach says there. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, we're not done. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, we're a little dramatic right well, now. Yeah, Vic. you think? Yeah. I mean, Johnson ran around the end. I don't think he was going to take on a linebacker. He would have gotten down at some point yeah. if, you, if, if you stop it. So, anyway. Then Harbaugh comes back, says that was 100% my call. It's one of those things that's meaningful. It's one of those things that I think as a head coach, you have to be mindful for your team, your players, your coaches, and what it means to them. It's a very tough record to accomplish, and it's a long-term record. I'm not going to say it's more important than winning the game, but as a head coach, I think you do that for your players and do that for your coaches, which is something they'll have for the rest of their lives. Hold on. They're going to like put that over their mantle? I mean, it, it, it's not an individual award. The NFL stands for not for long. How many guys on that roster have been there for the entire time? And how many of them truly care? I mean, you think like Lamar Rogers, Lamar Jackson, you think he goes, hey, guys, can you believe this? We did it again, more than 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, like they have a countdown clock in the locker room. Like we got one of those things where you tear off the things. I mean, come on. I mean, is it kind of like Major League when they wheel Rachel, Rachel Phelps in there and start tearing off pieces of clothing? Are we doing that with this record as they get close? So it's still not done. Harbaugh goes on and says, what's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them. Their concerns are definitely not our concerns. That's speaking, fair. Speaking, sure. Well, yeah, sure, whatever. Sure. We decided if we got the ball back, we were going to try to get the yards. We got it back with three seconds left. They're throwing the ball in the end zone with 10 seconds left. I don't know that there's a 16-point touchdown that's going to be possible right there. That's more than that fair. That didn't have anything to do with winning the game. So, or like player I said, safety. What's meaningful to us might not be meaningful to them, and we're not going to concern ourselves with that. You right. know what? I'm I, Team Harbaugh I'm right started, now. I'm starting like, like – <laughs> This is why you have to have debates because he's right. If you're really concerned about player safety, then you're not going to score 16 points with three seconds. Yeah, he he kind of won the argument with the 16-point touchdown line. I because went, you can't. You, know okay. you can only get half of that. So with 10 seconds left, why the hell is Drew Locke throwing the ball in the end zone? Wouldn't you be better off just downing it and looking forward to next Sunday? Because, frankly, throwing the ball in the end zone with players crossing is potentially more unsafe than Lamar Jackson making a judgment call running around the end. Well, sure. I mean, you could, your quarterback could get hit. You're, uh, you, you, have, you could have an offensive lineman get hurt trying to protect. You could have a, a wide receiver get hurt. Not going to win the game at that point. Kind of team Harbaugh here, yeah. <laughs> and, and I have a hunch. We're, like I, I got a hunch the Broncos are going to be asking about it again today. I don't think it's dead. I think this is going to be this continuous th- for two dudes that aren't even in the same division. Like, what difference well, does it make? This is some look. At the end of the day, if you're the Broncos, no one's stopping you from trying to win the game. It's the whole. Well, there's a gentleman's agreement. Screw that, man. Just play. It's game. You kind of know who Harbaugh is. He can't be that far removed from his brother. Been doing this a long time. And we kind of know. You're aware of what you're running into. So, okay. Don't get beat 20-37. But, I mean, did, did those five yards impact your postgame speech? Did they impact anything? Hey, you know, we were going to get a bonus if we held them under 100. No, it changed tangibly zero. 
I mean, it, it, it's so petty that if I'm – Your like, defensive end went, oh, crap, he's running. Let me go chase him for a second. Yeah. That was about it. He, I take it he didn't even get hit, right? He just I ran, ran out of man's eye. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not even sure he wasn't just getting three yards and just, like, stopping because it was like, okay, we just need three. Huh. No. It was a weird little fight yesterday. Yeah. I was yeah. just going – but, I mean, seriously, if, he, if you said, hey, run through all the games in the NFL, that would have been dead last. Well, to That would have been the point, dead last game. So, I was driving back with Carson, and we're flipping on XM, and there's all these games available. I, I skipped over that one like three times. Listen to some other games. Actually, listen to some playoff baseball before I listen to that. Oh, or, really? Or last day of the regular yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah. baseball. Which was essentially playoff baseball. Yeah, the Yankees game was kind of playoff baseball. Yankees radio broadcasts are absolutely fascinating. Look, there's no better radio than, than than baseball radio. Well done baseball radio is the best sports radio there is. And it's not close. Although, I will tell you, there is some really good NFL radio. Sure. Not saying it's bad. Yeah. It ain't baseball. No. The worst and the hardest is NBA radio. My God. It's just a stream of is words. Is it really? Yeah. It's just, well, because you're trying to keep it's up. It's going so fast. You almost just let some of that go, can't you? Like. The good ones, I think, do. Yeah. Like, do we really need to know that, hey, he took it to the keys on the wing? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're, every, they're dribbling. Every ball movement. Every, every, yeah. It's like, oh, you just get, I mean. I mean, you almost like need numbers. 23 to 27, 7, 17, 6. Well, it five, tells you the eight, amount of homework yeah. you have to do to make sure you have the rosters mastered. Basketball would be the hardest play-by-play sport, for sure, I would assume. I would think In so. a way. I mean, now, look, baseball's complicated because you don't, bad ones try to feel the dead air too much. They talk too much. It's okay. Baseball can have dead air. We can yeah, have why a you minute. have a live mic. Yeah, we can have a minute to just kind of yeah. chill and watch the game, and we'll tell you what oh, happened. Oh, the and, great baseball announcer. And let Vin tell you a story from 1961, and let's 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 move. Well, like on. for example, I hate the Brewers, but I will listen to the Brewers oh, when Euchre's doing the call. Yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, and I know it's biased because I'm a Cubs fan, but but there's Pat a Pat Hughes is baseball fantastic. has a certain calmness to the radio broadcast where we're just kind of chilling. But you know what's interesting is so the Cubs this year rotated because Lynn Casper left to go do the the uh, White Sox mm-hmm. and um, they kind of rotated people and Pat Hughes who's I think a Hall of Fame radio announcer was not very good on television. It's a different medium. Totally different. Yeah. It's a different medium. I get that. I mean, how many of the long-time ones are left in Major League Baseball? Mike a ha- Shannon. A handful, yeah, and he's not good anymore. Um, is he he's, struggling? Yeah, he's hit the point where you don't even know what's going on in the game. Really? Yeah, to me. Now, Cardinal fans may disagree. Yeah, sure. Well, there's going to be some sentimentality, which I get. Yeah, but I listen to a lot of Cardinal baseball because they're the Cardinals, and and I don't think he's very but good. But the Euchers and the Scullies. And yeah, the, and no, that, a lot of those guys are gone. Um, yeah. Oh, it's kind of like what is the SEC Charlie Steiner doing? that does the Dodgers now. Is he doing the Dodgers? I can't remember. Really? Thought I heard him the other day. Um. So anyway, I don't. I don't know. But yeah. Uh. Let's see. Might get back to some NFL in a minute. Dylan's been throwing weird analytics at me for the last twenty four hours. When Ole Miss didn't blitz blitz Bryce Young, um, he had an average of three point seven two seconds to throw the football. National average is 2.84, so a full second above the national average. When Ole Miss did not blitz, uh, Bryce Young, 15 of 19 for 186. Um, although when they blitzed, 5 of 7 for 55, so essentially nothing worked. But either way, had plenty of time. Did you read Zach's piece? I did. It was really well done. What would you take? Well, 
it confirms what I thought I saw live and what we talked about a lot in the postgame show on Saturday. They got to fix the offensive line. Yeah. It's a problem. Yes. It's a real problem. The two, I mean, again, we're four games in, and I mean, it's compared to last season, but last season was 10 SEC games. Matt Corral's two games where he had the least amount of time in the pocket from a pass protection standpoint, Alabama and Louisville. All games last year, he had more time than Alabama and Louisville. This year. This season. Yes, Louisville. Not at, not like him play Georgia. Louisville. I know. And look, let me be clear here. I think Ole Miss is going to win and cover Saturday. But Arkansas's front is pretty good defensively. 55, I can't think of his name, is a player. Yeah. And they got some other guys, and their linebackers are good, and they, they, they're – Odom's a very good coordinator, and you know he's looking at this offensive line too this week because they're paying him to to try to win. You know, it's a it's a worry moving forward. You got to get that fixed. And I'm I'm a little surprised, frankly, because coming into the season, I thought offensive line would be a strength. I thought they were thin but good. The Zach's um, stat. I don't have it in front of me. I should have pulled it up. I thought it was really interesting. The the scant amount of yardage before contact was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was from Dylan, but yeah, it was it was zero point zero three. I mean, point zero three before contact. In, in other words, zero point zero three. In other words, yards they, before contact. they are getting hit at the line of scrimmage. Yes. Well, against teams that are good tacklers, that's that that's non effective. Yeah, Ole Miss averaged zero point zero three yards before first contact per rush on Saturday, the worst since the 2018 35 to three egg bowl loss. Alarming. Kiffin was asked about offensive line yesterday and, and his answer was hmm. Yeah. Went on to say Corral averaged two point two point two one seconds to pressure on Saturday. The lowest time of the Kiffin era. Louisville was actually the next worst. So the two worst pass blocking games under Kiffin have both been this year. I mean, James was really bad. He struggled. Do I even dare say this? And Amana hasn't played well to this point, given what we expected. People who questioned the firing in the spring of Randy Clements, Randy Clements, hand raised kind of. And I'm not. I'm not saying I told you so because I I don't know enough to tell yeah, you yeah, I told yeah. you so, but it, I, it does now make me go. Well, did you have to take a step back to restart? Is it is the coaching different? Is the schematic different? Is Lebby and Clement really worked well together? They were known for that. I'm not. I'm not saying Clement shouldn't have been fired. I don't. I don't know. Frankly, I don't know enough about it. But you do wonder if maybe there's a chemistry issue. Maybe it's it's a communication issue. It's the same guys. Are the, well, except, except for, for Royce the center. Newman, I mean, you were, well, yeah. and Royce is gone. Yeah, and Royce was good. A new right or a new right tackle and a new center can really throw some things yeah. into hey. Yeah, I mean, how and now look, uh, the, is it Anderson the thirty one at, at Alabama? Yeah, stud. I mean, he's a monster, and so maybe that played a big part of it. But Louisville doesn't have an Anderson. And they were blowing up the offensive line a lot. Now, th- their secondary was bad. and There were a couple of things that got said yesterday that I was like, hmm. And I wrote about this on the site, but 
The Braylon Sanders comment was a head scratcher. Yeah, and, well, and Ely. We'll get into both that. Okay. I'm curious about both those things. But, yeah, no, look, it's it's an offensive line issue. But I, you do want to see it this weekend. I mean, Arkansas is pretty good up front, too, but it's not Alabama. Oh, no, no, so, no. Like, they're, not, they're not Bama. Yeah, so put it we'll, – we'll, we'll see more ideas but, of what really looks like. But they're like. good. And, and, and here's the thing about Arkansas is you have to run the ball against them mm-hmm. because they're, like, second in the country in pass defense. They're good yeah. back now, there. Now, some of that's because they played Georgia, who threw for 70 yards. Sure. They didn't have to. But going into that game, they were yeah. still really good. Catalan's really good. Morgan's good. I mean, they've got they've got guys in the back that are good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty, I can't think of his name. It's like Brown or Dominic Brown or I don't know. Good player. They've got they've got some dudes back there. I mean, you you you've got to be balanced against a Barry Odom defense, or else it just gets hard. Yeah. Like anybody else in this league, if you get behind the sticks, life just gets hard on you. But Corral, he made. When you go back and look at it, he played a great game. He did. Without him, it's – He was much better than he got credit for on Saturday. Uh, just the way to survive and keep things moving and, and have it at all on schedule considering the pressure he was facing. So, we'll talk more about Kiffin in a second. First, about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704. Or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Walk-ons creates an environment that fosters growth and belonging for all where the team is bigger than the individual, where they exceed expectations and positively impact every community they serve. Think you have what it takes to bring people together and provide a memorable game day experience? Go to 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland to join their team today. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network. It's free to use. It's a, a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, uh, make friends, and invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. And you can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. Sign up at bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW. Um, we're brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. I'm wearing their uh, one of their Muddy Water Camo pullovers right now. Go to uh, muddywateroutdoors.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more. They've even got the brand new uh, Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel up as well. So, again, Muddy Water Outdoors, promo code Rebel Grove. Uh, go to Dead Soxy, same uh, promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 25% off your order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet at deadsoxy.com. Grove will be open this weekend for uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Two weeks from now, it's Ole Miss LSU. Three games in November. You got Liberty, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. So, still a lot of tailgating. To be done this year, you want to make sure that you do it with 7 South. They provide the equipment, secure the spot, set up everything for you. They have single-game packages, multi-game packages. Just get in touch with Kyle and the people there at 7 South, 662-321-1682, 7SouthTailgating.com. And then speaking of the Grove, uh, Game Changer Patch Company wants to make sure you are prepared for the Grove. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. So if you're going out Friday night, you know you're going to be getting up early uh, Saturday. 
maybe having a Bloody Mary or a mimosa or whatever the case may be, make sure you got the uh, overtime patch, the warm-up patch. You got all that ready to go. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I guess it's brought to you by G&M Pharmacy or Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. G&M on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to be prescriptions, prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it's one delivery or one pickup there at the pharmacy. You get what you need when you need it. Also, with Rightway Meds, they'll individually package your medication if that is something required, and they can help you out with that. So, again, G&M, South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. Yeah, so i it up now. Um, you mentioned comments on Braylon Sanders. Thought a comment on, on Jerry and Ely was interesting as, uh, as well. Getting the transcript up. You can find the transcript. You can find Neil's uh, content of what he said, what he meant on the site as well. So... Start here. Says um, on Jerry and Ely's Jerry and Ely's involvement after being stopped on fourth down. Essentially, is what was what was asked. The fourth down being that one near the goal line on the first series of the game. He was in. I haven't gone back and looked at the tape, but he was in pretty much that entire series. He was certainly the bell cow in that first series. Yeah, and that was a fairly long drive, especially for Ole Miss standards. I mean, they had to really work to get down there. They had to convert a couple fourth downs. It was an eight nine play drive at least. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it was. Ely only played 15 snaps the entire game. Um, you got to figure eight or nine of them on that series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So him and he played literally one more series the entire game. Snoop Connor played uh, 14 snaps. Those were all very late. He did not play. They, they, they featured Parrish almost exclusively in this game. He played 40 snaps on yeah. uh, on Saturday. That was the only, those were the only running backs that played. I thought Henry played well, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he played well. Um, not sure what Lane was calling him in the press conference. I'm sorry. Called him Harlan. It was Harlan, wasn't it? Or Harlem. Was it Harlem? I thought he said Harlem, <coughs> which might be a nickname. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't follow up. Uh, also of note, Lane would have knew they were in trouble if he said they were only going to run 69 plays on Saturday. He would have first said, that's nice. Yeah, and, and then, then he would have said, that's oh, not so nice. Yeah, that's not good. That's not enough. Alabama ran 78. Ole Miss ran 69. Uh Ole Miss had all five offensive linemen play every snap in the game. Corral played every snap in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanders played 67 snaps. Drummond played 66, and then it fell off from there. But, but Parrish, 40 from a from a running back standpoint. There's real concern about the wide receiver thing right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's I think it's legit. He Real quick, his quote on Ely was, that, was, that wasn't situational. Ten made a great play. We short motioned the back over here. And he ran like he thought he was going all the way out and ran into it, but that was not because of that. I think later in the game it was really Harlem, again, whatever, was running well, and he was one of the few guys that played well and played like he belonged on that field. Oof. Which would imply, Oof. or at least I'm inferring yeah. from that, that he is saying Ely did not play like he belonged well, on I made the field. same exact re- inference. I mean, yeah, so <sighs> It's a bit of a... Look, through, I mean... Reasons be damned, we thought it was vanilla offense and all those different things. Jerry Neely hasn't played much. Mm-mm. When you look at total snap counts, and I can pull it up in a second, he hasn't played much. Parrish has played a lot more snaps, and Snoop has been more effective. Yeah. What that means, what that doesn't mean, I don't know. But but that that quote was not, oh, well, yeah, no, we're good. Just, yeah, you know, situationally, we thought Parrish was no, was. no, you benched him. One guy was running. You benched him. One guy wasn't. I mean, that's what that's what that means. And then he brought Braylon into 
a question that wasn't really about Braylon. Um, the question was about Jaden Jackson, Danis Jackson, and how they did in, in replacement of Jonathan Mingo on so Saturday. So I'm really curious to hear your interpretation here because I, I went back and forth on what I really thought he was trying to say. And I, at first I thought he was calling out Braylon. And then the more that I read he it. He out the other people. The more I think he was actually defending Braylon and calling out the rest of those cats. Yeah, the rest of the roster essentially at that position without Mingo. So his answer was, Jaden's had the penalty for not getting aligned, which, which, which is what we do, trying to go fast, and they're not aligned. He did some good things. Real quick, you have to line up correctly to play because that kills the entire tempo situation. Well, a, were, it's penalties, and B, they can't they do can, they And then they do. can substitute. Yes. So there's problems. Because the abound. officials have to stop and yeah. go talk to the TV and say illegal procedure, five yards, they have to mark it off and move the stick. Yeah. And, problems abound here. Yeah, it completely kills your tempo. Um, says... Danis made the big catch, so that was good to see. We've said for two years we need better play out of our backup receivers because our guys play too much again this year, and you see it with 13. Braylon was tired in this game. He did not look like the Braylon you've seen running by people. Yeah, no, he was defending Braylon because Braylon had to play 67 snaps. and has been Which is too many in that offense. Especially Braylon because it's just go so much. I mean, just deep routes, intermediate routes. He's not running a lot of little hitch, hitches in. I mean, it's it's a lot of long stuff. And especially without Mingo out there, He's completely keyed on. I mean, you got Drummond inside who's going to be a matchup problem, but I mean, as far as an outside receiver, it's it's Braylon. And he's out there on an island a little bit because Mingo gives you that physicality that while he has not been consistent throughout his career, he's a weapon when he gets the ball in his hands because of how damn physical he is. Sure. So they don't have that with Jaden or Danis. They're burners more than more than that. And they didn't do the little stuff that that helps. Little things that were necessary and frankly if they're not better it's going to be harder for Braylon to do what he needs to do. I mean now look Braylon had two tremendous drops. He also had maybe the catch of the year, but He did. He had two drops that were that were critical. Um well, He dropped a touchdown. Yeah, he did. And no but no I, I see this as him actually defending Braylon maybe even I, again we're doing this what he could have meant thing. Sure. Braylon could be kind of down on himself and he's going, "Hey, no, they got to pick you up. You're good. Calm down." Could like, because be. Braylon may come on silence going, oh, God, like, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm really frustrated. It almost looked to me like he was trying to speak to Braylon through the media going, hey, you're good. Just chill. Could be. Get some rest. Calm Will down. Will they need him to be a threat over yeah. the top yeah. here soon? Has to be. Because otherwise, boy, if you don't have to worry about the deep ball, you can you can put another body in the box. You can bring some more blitz stuff at Corral. I mean, I. Look, I sensed a little concern yesterday. Maybe I'm crazy. From Kiffin and Jim. A little bit, just in general. I sensed a little. I sensed frustration for sure. Maybe that's the right word. But he didn't get the, he did not get the efficiency and the productivity that he was expecting on Saturday at a number of positions. Offensive line, running back, wide receiver. Frankly, I think he sort of expected the defensive line to kind of have done what would happen, if you're being completely honest. Yeah. Because I think he, he, you said, hey, Bama's going to score 42 points. He goes, okay, i got to score 43. Okay. Yeah. Like, fine. That's probably not surprising him. Um, it got the most pub because people like whatever. I thought he handled the popcorn stuff incredibly well because sure. he he admits it, he goes on with it, and he kind of closes it and goes, hey, yeah, it was dumb. I even told Lebby it was dumb. I don't even know what I was doing. I was emotional. I mean, he did say that. He goes, I was amped up. I was whatever. And and here we go. Um, he apologized about leaving the headset. Said that he did not realize there was another question. If he's telling the truth, okay, it's fine. Um, I, 
it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it, it, well, it never mattered. Yeah. Um, but it opened him up for some criticism, and he got it. Because it, it looked it. like it was premeditated, and whether he, it was he or He laughed was not. at it on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. And so it's all, it's all what he it is. He said he called Janie and told her it's cool. Yeah. Um, didn't mean to. Did her a favor. Gave her something to talk about. Yeah. Well, that's probably true. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, JM says, hey, isn't this really year one of the rebuild? In a lot of ways, sure. But there's a lot here. I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and it's just four games in. They've played one SEC game. they got seven left, including some really interesting games in the next few weeks. Pulling I mean, in the next four weeks, they play Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn. Got a lot there, don't we? And in all four of those games, I think Ole Miss can win them. And I mean, I I think conceivably they could lose them. So I don't know. All right, on the season snap counts, and it's not actually it's a little closer than I thought it was going to be. Now that I look at it, uh, running back snap counts so far this season, Henry Parrish has played 130 snaps. Okay, that leads the team. Yeah, Jerry Neely's played 100 snaps. Snoop Connor's played 80. So 130, 180 so far this season through four games. But again, that's only 25 snaps a game for Jerry Neely, who can play multiple positions and do different things. Well, we we were told he could play multiple positions. But he hasn't. But he hasn't played multiple positions. I, mean, I can probably he, even get that. Hold he's on played minute. one position primarily. I mean, how many – let's see. How many posi- – give me a second. Because now I'm curious. Ely is here. Ely has – Ely has played another position on 7.8% of his snaps, so seven or eight snaps, depending on however they're factoring those in. Because I'm assuming it's pass play snaps. The other question that he didn't like yesterday, he he answered it, but he's tired of it. What's that? Was the Plumlee question. And he basically said, yeah, you guys keep asking that. He's not playing because he's not one of their better receivers. That's why he's not playing. I mean, well, it's this, probably frustrating for him a little bit because, like, are you saying that he's better than Drummond? Like, what, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, what do you want me to do? I'm playing Drummond. Especially with Mingo out, I take Drummond off the field, and now I've done a nut. Like, and it's also a lack of an understanding that not every wide receiver position is just interchangeable. Right. Just because you're pretty decent in the slot doesn't mean you're pretty decent out wide. It doesn't mean you do this. It doesn't mean you know this. It doesn't mean all those different things. I mean, it's 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 a hyper, and it's, it's frankly just a different position. It's even more than, hey, that guy's in left, you can move him to right, right? Well, most of the time, sure, but even that's different. Like, right. there's some stuff there. Um, yeah. This is way beyond that. Um, yeah, not every not every not every shortstop can play third. No, oh, God, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. And some of it is, and I know the question's more of just like whatever. Um, a, it gets clicks. B, just asking something. Um, well, there's a lot of that. Yeah. I, I think mean, I, I was over there. I kept wanting to ask. I, I kept asking for the, the mic. mic. Couldn't get the mic. Being blackballed. Yesterday was the first day that I thought maybe. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I was kind of kidding. You really think so? No, but. It wasn't an emphasis, however. I don't, I don't think getting the microphone to me was something that was really important. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I only heard two uh, after watching the film questions yesterday. So I think I set the over under at two, so it pushed. Yeah, good for you. Uh, something like that. Uh, 
but some of it is back when in the camp when everybody was trying to be really nice about what Plumlee might or might not could do. You always yeah. got the well, you know, he's a former quarterback, so he knows everything. And I feel like that's almost bled into questions a little bit because people didn't. Re- I guess they realized it, but they just didn't care. It's it's why people like me hate the preseason. That it was just being nice. Passionately or, hate I mean, camp. Not because of camp. I hate having to write for thirty days before you play a game. Yeah. Because nobody loses in 30 days. Everybody's pretty good. And so everybody's great. Everybody's pretty good in camp. Yeah. Uh, Braylon has played 279 snaps Whew, this season. It's a lot, man. Uh, Drummond, 255. Mingo, 216. Obviously did not play. So, actually, I think he was on pace to play the most so yeah. far, the receivers. He wasn't leaving the field. Mm-mm. And then below that, to get to another receiver, you're all the way down to Pearson at 87. Jaden at 76, Dennis at 69, Plumley 62 snaps this season. Mm-hmm. And they've just had no extra snaps at all out of any lineman not named Bryce Ramsey as far as a backup standpoint. Sammy mentions Quay Davis. I've not – He played one snap on Saturday. Yeah, I'm just – he's he's not – if you're playing one snap at this point, you're not ready. I mean, and, and the reason Braylon Brown's not playing right now is I assume he's just not ready. Braylon? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Drummond is their possession receiver. He's their slot guy that runs across the middle and catches short passes. That's, yeah. That, that's who that is. Um, well, and, and you know, we talked about this. He, what does Dontario have? He has the best hands on the team. You run those intermediate routes, and the quarterback's got to put some pace on it, you gotta and you've it. got bad hands. Well, the ball gets tipped up in the air. That's a, that's a pick. And it's one of the questions that people have had about Plumlee. Is, well, maybe can he, can he maybe it? the question. Yeah. Can he consistently catch the football? Uh I'm trying to look to answer that question for you guys real quick. Roland Brown has played five snaps this season. Somebody asked that. Five snaps. Which is two fewer than Luke Altmaier. And all five of those were against Austin P. So, there. I'm looking to see if any line movement at all. I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Okay. Uh, Sam Pittman did not say anything of overly interesting on, uh, I guess, Monday. I've, I've seen a press conference. I guess it was for Monday. The line is Ole Miss minus seven. Okay. And minus seven in two books, minus six and a half in every other. So it's most of the money has come in on, on Ole Miss. The money line right now is, uh, is this right? Arkansas is minus 117. Ole Miss is plus 103. No, that would be that would be the money line off the spread. That's going to be really small. Okay, like one ten is normal there. Yeah. You're, you're down looking for more like a probably a two hundred ish. Yeah, I'm looking for money lines here, and I don't see them. Yeah, um, I can look in a second. Um, that didn't sound right. No, that's not right. Yeah, no, that's the money line off the spread. Um, it is interesting. Austin Keys played thirty snaps on Saturday, a little more. I think that's one of his. Yeah, I, this season. I talked to Chance Campbell about Austin, by the way. That interview is up on this YouTube channel. It's up at rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by The Rogue. But uh, we talked about Austin Keys. We talked about Mark Robinson. I mean, They played 30 and 29 snaps yeah. on Saturday. Chance played 68 snaps or something played like that. Played a lot. Uh, yeah. So Lakia played a decent amount. And then, then they 
Look, it's the one thing, defending Lane here for a minute, consistently through camp in all the preseason hype, he said he was worried about depth. Mm-hmm. He was worried about depth. And now you see why he was worried about depth, because they don't have much. Keys, here it is. Okay, Austin Keys played 30 against Alabama, 8 against Louisville, 4 against Tulane, and then 1 against Austin P. So a huge increase there for Keys against uh, mm-hmm. against Alabama. I think that's probably notable. Moving forward is kind of seeing maybe what his uh, – his, his situation is because I mean we we've liked him from a straight look standpoint since he got on campus. I mean six two two forty can run a little bit. Yeah, he can he, run a good bit. Yeah, he's he, he's a good player. Yeah, uh, just a little bit of uh, a thing there. Uh, Pittman said that obviously they would have to throw some new wrinkles at Corral. They can't just do exactly what they did last year. How right. much? Uh, what does that look like in your opinion? As we kind of close the segment, what do you what what do you think? You know, you say he says that, and yet at the same time, you still got to make him prove he does he can do it, you, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. You, you, if you're Arkansas, you are who you are, and what they are is they like to rush three, they like to drop into zones, they like to, they hit you. They're a physical team defensively. Um, you don't want you, you don't want Corral to hit the big play on you. You want you want Ole Miss to have to drive the field. Um. So I don't. I mean, I'm sure they'll do some things that football people will notice that will notice the difference. But I'm going to guess to the layman, it's going to look very similar. The drop eight and the whole deal and the whatever. Unless you can get the, if, unless you can take away the run. I mean, look, it's so it's it's still football, man. You can you can you can try to complicate it, but if it's third and nine, look, it's a little more complicated, especially when you're having trouble with pass protection. I mean, Corral's great. I mean, he's, I think he's the best quarterback in the country. But if he doesn't have time to throw and receivers aren't open, well, it's probably so much he can do. It's problematic at that point. Yeah, two point whatever seconds is not enough for pressure. Um, he needs a minute. I mean, look, like I've said consistently, I think Ole Miss wins the game and I think Ole Miss covers. But if if you're going into this going, oh, well, this is a no-brainer, this is a sure thing, you're setting yourself up for some real disappointment because there are some issues. And um, It's what makes it such a fascinating game. Both teams have a, have a style problem and need to make it into their kind of game because if Arkansas keeps the ball and bogs it down and runs it and ha- turns it into this ball-control football game, Ole Miss is going to have a four-quarter game on its hands. On the flip side, if you tell Sam Pittman, hey, look, Corral's going to throw for like 370 and this game's in the 40s, he knows he's screwed. Oh, he's blown out. Yeah. So, no. like, it, it's, it's – no, Arkansas's it's, path to a win is, is the under. Yeah, making it, it ugly. It's the game in the 20s. Yeah. Arkansas's path to a win is that you run the football. Yeah. You wear out that defense. You get Ole Miss kind of antsy about, and you hit some play about the run, and then you trick them with – stuff and yeah. Ole Miss has not shown a lot of susceptibility to that so far yeah. they've, they've been pretty sound in that regard now they didn't get to Bryce Young at all no. and if you don't get to KJ Jefferson and you let him run he's, he's a problem yeah he's a for as bad of a passer as he is and I, and I think he's pretty bad he's a good runner he's a really good runner he's and, a big kid. and he's big and he's physical and he's not he doesn't mind hitting you and um and he's gets going downhill and Mm-hmm. Gets ahead of speed, and he's probably no fun to hit. Yeah, and they've got other backs that are good. They can, they can hurt you with different backs. The what's his name, Sanders, Ro- Rocket, whatever his name is. The kid can really run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he 
it's a nickname that he earned. Yeah. I mean, so they've they've got guys that can that can hurt you. They can get to the edge. They can they can. You know, you got to be careful. And I, I remember because I got a couple of texts from people during the Arkansas Georgia game, like, "Boy, they're getting exposed." And my response was always, "They are, but, but yeah, there might not be two teams in the country who can do that who can do yeah. what Georgia can do from a personnel standpoint." Yeah, and Ole Miss is not one of those two teams, so you just don't really know. What you what you can take out of that? If you're Arkansas, that's a game you just you 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 flush it, yeah. and internally you say, "Hey, we're going to play one more game like that this year. Every other game is going to be more mortals." Mm-hmm. So you you kind of let it go and move on. I mean, I I wouldn't think his concern in Athens was all the penalties. Yeah, floppiness. His his concern after that he game, said they got overwhelmed by the environment. Yeah, was that the moment was too big for them? The yeah. environment was too big for them. They've they've got to answer that on the road again this week. So and it's the same time and all that stuff and that if you listen to him and you obviously did that was the the same thing he said. It was yeah they kicked our ass, but the part of it where we kicked our own ass was the problem. Yeah, yeah. The, the variables that Arkansas could fix they can't yeah. fix in the Kobe Dean. Well, at one point Arkansas had 105 yards of offense and 100 penalty yards. Well, well, that's not, not good. well now that won't work. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you, you can't do that stuff. Like Ole Miss on their first drive. Killed themselves. I mean, you had a procedure penalty. You had a holding penalty. Yeah. You had stuff that you just can't do if you're going to try to win a game like that. And so for both of those coaches, that's that has to be the bigger concern than, yeah, we lost to the two best teams in the country. Yeah, I mean, they've been, they've been penalty laden this year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite 100 MBPS or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, and more. So call the office for details and get it here in the Oxford area. Again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by ACS. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. If uh, you're in need of custom HMI, SCADA solutions, or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601- 4381 pinpoint commercial real estates based out of Jackson, Mississippi services the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail office, industrial and land. This week's property spotlight is on the medical parkway in Flowood. The medical parkway consists of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton hotel and conference center and the newly renovated the refuge golf course with capital ortho and Jackson heat on site. It's an excellent opportunity for hospital, medical office, professional office, and retail users to position themselves in one of the most vibrant submarkets in Mississippi. Please give B.B. Mitchell and Sam Cox a call at 601-586-3220 to learn more about the Medical Parkway. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One-size-fits-one at bluedeltajeans.com. Go to that site. Go to the uh, virtual tailor and uh, get yourself fitted and uh, design your very own jeans in just a couple of minutes. Use the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout and get 10% off your order at bluedeltajeans.com. 
Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Mention the cooling weather. It's still hot, but it's going to get cool eventually here soon. And when it does, you want to be ready. So get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and service. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern at 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Go to the events page. Everything going on this week and every week, including tunes around town returning on a Friday, 5 to 7 o'clock, they're around uh, the square in downtown Oxford, three different locations, to hear some local artists, to uh, get some dessert, get some takeout, and enjoy the weather and the music. at the uh, In the atrium by the Growler, you got Alice Hansen and Walt Busby at North Lamar Pocket Park. It's kind of next to Voltage. you got Brian and Kelly, and then at Spring Street Cigar on the Square, Bob Ray. Again, this Friday, 5 to 7 o'clock, here around downtown Oxford. Again, that's visit OxfordMS.com. Slash events. A fly is driving me insane. Um, so yesterday on, uh, Paul Feinbaum, Scott Rabelais of the Baton Rouge Advocate, um, are they still just the Baton Rouge Advocate, even though they bought Nova.com? I'm not sure. You don't know how that works? Everybody kind of is working for everybody now and moving around. That Louisiana market has been very incestuous on just... It has. I mean, like, I think Jeff Duncan's back in newspapers now or something. Is that right? Yeah, I want to say he went back to Nova.com. I think he did. Left the Athletic. The Athletic was going to make him travel some more than he wanted to travel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Larry Holder is still with the Athletic. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Jeff is. So anyway, anyway, Rabelais. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, <laughs> well, I, you state, and I are interested in this. The, the people, the people in the street. Hey, I'm mentioning Money Kevin Delish. You know, so, so Jeff Duncan. Where is he at now? Um, you know, he was he went to Louisville, right? Is whatever. Um, sorry. What did Rabelais say? Yeah. So he said that. Uh, should Ed or when Ed is out in, mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge, it looks like a, a matter of time right now. Yes. That uh, Lane Kiffin would be among the top targets targets for the head coaching position in, yeah. at Louisiana State University. Um, Rabelais said the current AD, Scott Woodward, would never have hired a person like Ed, and he wants to make an impact hire. Sabiner Kirby Smart would never have made that comment on TV about Sissy Blue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, look. I mean, Ole Miss fans are very well versed in LSU coaching searches over the last few months. Um, this Scott, is a different one. My point being, though, yeah. and where it's connected, um, is that Scott Woodward is completely known. I mean, his 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 nickname around Louisiana and around the South is Hollywood. He wants press clippings. He wants notoriety. He wants to be seen as the AD with the big stick and makes the big job hire um, in his programs. I mean, they, they're giving Kim Mulkey $3 million as women's basketball coach. Yeah. Mike Bianco's to Woodward, his lack of big-time winning and, frankly, being a little boring were both negatives to mm-hmm. Scott Woodward for Mike Bianco, um, which is why he manipulated that situation to make Mike pull out and to cause the LSU boosters that were backing by Mike along with Skip Bertman to calm down and go back into their corner. Mm-hmm. Um, ends up hiring Jay Johnson. Look, he, he's not ever going to make the really milk toast hire. That's not Scott Woodward. It's not what he's going to do. It's no. nothing else. No. Um, because of that, 
because of, frankly, the job he's done at Ole Miss, some different things. There's been a lot of buzz lately that should a change be made, Lane Kiffin would be at least a priority follow for Scott Woodward and LSU. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I've obviously worked on this some already. Because, um, frankly, I spent part of last week chasing some of the Miami stuff because it just sounded wrong. And I think it was wrong that Lane Kiffin would be the Miami guy. Like That only made sense on the – it, it only made sense from a straight personal level of maybe wanting to be closer to the water. He likes frankly. to be. He that's likes, it. He likes to deep sea fish. Yeah, that's that's all. Okay. That was, okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I mean, Neil really likes the beach, but he's not moving to Pensacola tomorrow. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's, it's, no. it's 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 whatever. So that's that that one's that one wasn't real. And then the other one that people t- kept trying to do was the USC thing. And when I talked to a few people who knew like the whole deal on that, they're like. There's not a chance. There's no way that USC does the Lane Kiffin thing. There's no way that Lane does the USC thing. That some of the pictures last week were Lane just sort of trolling and having fun and being Lane. He was actually out in California recruiting quarterbacks and players. The LSU thing, though, you don't get the same nose on it. In fact, I talked to someone who said, I guess it was Sunday, Ed can't survive. There's not a scenario in which Ed survives, unless you believe that LSU can win out. And if you watched LSU the last two weeks okay. against Mississippi State and against Auburn, and you think LSU is going to win out, well, God then, bless you. Yeah, I mean, good for you. I mean, you 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 love your Tigers and awesome. Ed can't make it. The question is, can Ed even survive the season? And there's two names that are flo- floating around. Now, look, it's super early. And a lot of times the early names in a in a coaching search are the wrong names. But the two names that are going around Baton Rouge are Bill O'Brien, the former Texans and Penn now State coach, now at Alabama, and, and Lane Kiffin. Now, would Bill O'Brien take the job? I don't know. I don't know what Bill O'Brien wants to do. Does he want to go back to the NFL? Does he want to get back into the college game? I don't know. Would Lane Kiffin take the job? I mean – my honest opinion is he'd really listen. My hot take. Now, there are some issues. Let me finish this with yeah, LSU. Sure. There are some issues with LSU. This is Title Nine. Yeah, Title Nine. There is an NCAA thing that's still looming that's potentially big that is probably going to cost Ed Orgeron a ton of money. A complete booster cluster right now going on around that school in general. There's a, a low-key power struggle. I mean, it's kind of – it's look, LSU doesn't do anything necessarily lightly, but it's almost kind of Texas light in the disorganization around that place right now. Opinions in different places, lots of stuff yeah. all over creation. And I covered LSU a little bit and Chase, I gotta tell you, it's it's not a not a super duper fit. I, I I have shot more gun Kyle, thank you for the super chat. I've shot more guns and killed more animals than Neil, but I would assume he owns a lot more camo than I do at this point in my life. So that is <laughs> my, so. that is my that is my guess there. Uh yeah, look, Neil talked to Chris Landry and here's what he said, okay? That's that's what we're talking about here. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Yeah, no, so, I've not spoken um, to Chris. And if Chris is actually saying LSU's winning out, someone should go check on him. <laughs> I mean that that team's not winning out. So okay. 
LSU's but real quick as we do this. LSU yeah. is decidedly average. That's what they are. They are. They're completely fine. They're just yeah, yeah. They're out back. Because if Missouri's is chilies, LSU can't be can't be can't be chilies. Um, mm. Missouri might not be chilies. No, they're bad service chilies. I mean, Missouri with a couple more weeks might be Applebee's. I was gonna say Missouri kind of looks like Applebee's yeah. right now. Get some riblets. A um, bad Applebee's. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah, well, it happens. God, keep this in context, people. I'm, I'm scared to even say the next sentence. Um, here's the thing. I don't know what else he's going to do. I don't know if Lane would take it or not. I have no idea. Um, we'll work on it. We'll start talking about it as, as as more people talk about it if it becomes a thing. If Lane is not here for and look, I don't think I don't think anybody thinks Lane's going to be here ten years. Thing. I don't think anybody's thinking we're about to have a Frank Beamer situation here in Oxford with Lane Kiffin. But if his tenure is short, whatever you want to define as short, this year, next year, probably that, probably anything this year or next year on leaving, there's at least the thought that you're better off with him taking the other gig now to at least keep Jeff Levy into play as a potential head coach. Um, that thought has been ruminating around Oxford for a while. I was waiting to see where you were uh, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. ruminating Oxford for a while. And again, that's not saying no, no, that anyone doesn't want Lane Kiffin or that he's leaving. It's that if he is leaving this year or next year, mm-hmm. there's at least the thought amongst some stakeholders, would you be better off on it happening now? The program's on the upswing. There is There's stability inside the program when – you know that you have a very possible replacement that understands all the things and fits in some different ways with Jeff Levy. Now, look, does Keith Carter hire Jeff Levy? I have no effing idea. Yeah, I mean, we're, getting, we're getting way ahead of our Yeah, way ahead, point. but it's a yeah. podcast. That's sure, what we do. Sure. But there is that thought process that if, 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 if Lane Kiffin is going to leave in whatever you determine to be a short period of time from now, that you're better off with it almost happening at the end of this season as things are moving forward. True or not, I don't know. But I'm starting I've heard that a ton over the yes last four to six months. We'll say we'll say something like that. Yeah, it's and listen, the noise has picked up the last two weeks. I don't know why that is. And sometimes it's just noise. Like someone's I, I don't listen to Paul. I don't mean that critically. I, I I just don't listen to that show. Someone said in the thread, Paul keeps doubling down on USC. I've asked around with people around USC and they all just say the same thing, which is it's not going to happen. That neither side wants that. USC only makes sense for Lane because it's, and, and it's a big only, but his, his family's out there. His kids are out there. And so I would assume being closer to your family is, is important. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, would, I would guess. Sure. But there would take a lot of groveling on everyone's part to hire Lane Kiffin to USC, to hire him back, to admit, hey, we, we screwed this up. No, I'm putting a, basically no stock in Miami or SC. Meanwhile, James Franklin has Penn State rolling, and that name won't go away out there because I think it's real. If he's fired this week, would Urban Meyer be a candidate at LSU? I got to tell you. Michael Lombardi this morning, according to two Jacksonville sources, okay. there are closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in the football offices in Jacksonville. None of them have anything to do with the Titans. Stay tuned. This might get ugly. Michael McCann, the noted sports attorney, 
comes in over that, says two employment contract terms might become tied to this development with the Jacksonville Jaguars, moral clause and for cause, says McCann this morning. Did you watch the second video? I did, yes. The first video is bad, but then his, expl- it, his explanation... It leaves some interpretation enough. Yeah, his explanation comes out. It clearly came from a guy who had no idea the second video existed. no. no. And he thought, the, hey, look at that. Here's what we can say. The second video was like, dude, <laughs> my, my man, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> and if you're the Jags, is that really? It's not. And look, how do I say this? There are a lot of football coaches that are really good guys, and there's a lot that aren't. Sure. So he's not alone. No. But. Yeah, Patino at Porcini's wasn't the only situation of a coach in one of these right. one of these environments, was it Patino? Yeah, yeah. But Urban's not surviving that. Urban's not an NFL coach, and you can tell it. But if you're LSU, are you really you got Title Nine issues, and now you got that video? Well, yeah, I don't think so. I'm just. I mean, I would think there's a better chance that USC would yeah, hire. That's what I was almost thinking off top. Of and head. and then I don't think that's the route they go. I think he's washed up. I think he's done. Look, SC, I mean, I guess you can. Look, it's college football. I mean, we live in a society of silly with college football. You don't hire a guy that you think, again, you might end up getting rid of mid-freaking season. I mean, it's happening over and over and over and over and over again. And Urban is, I mean, he's not stable in any job. It's not stable. So, So no, I wouldn't hire him. I mean, frankly, a guy like O'Brien makes a ton of sense at LSU. He does. It kind of runs itself a little bit. He can recruit, he can coach. He's, he's learned a lot. He's got calm. NFL ties. He's very calm. He's very kind of methodical. It's the way coaches act, just like relationships. You kind of go the opposite of what you just had a little bit. But O'Brien's I don't know very, that O'Brien is splashy enough, and that's the Woodward thing is he yeah. wants to make a splash. I mean, he was going to hire Kevin O'Sullivan until he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Tim Corbin, he wanted. and he Yeah, he wanted Kim Mulkey and got her, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rumor, he was contemplating Pat Casey only because he has two national titles. The rumor is that as soon as maybe three, they can come up titles. with the reason to to fire the basketball coach, Will Wade, that he's going to go splashy in basketball, like that he wants to make a big name higher. That's that's Who what everybody is. says, and so Kiffin's a big name. I mean, look at, I mean, Ole Miss is underlying Kiffin. What is it, eight and six now? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, five and five, three and one. And they're constantly on the tip of the tongue of, of national people talking and writing about Ole Miss football. It's also because Lane Kiffin gets attention. That's my point. So Lane Kiffin would bring attention to LSU. Now, I will tell you, I don't know how great of a fit he is. Mm-hmm. The, can't shut everybody out down there, typically. It's hard to do. Different media market. And Lane might enjoy that more. I don't know. I, I I don't know him. So it's hard to say. But that's a pretty rambunctious fan base and media core. And I don't know. Look, here's the but here's the other part of this for Lane from his standpoint. Can't go five and seven or six and six at Ole Miss and get the LSU job. Mm-mm. And he got a win. And he lost to Ed last year. Yeah. Got to beat Ed this year. He was as a favorite. You know, there's there's stuff he's got to prove. I've I've said all along, yeah, you can Lane can take Ole Miss and springboard it into a big job, but to do it, he's probably got to win pretty big. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And so, you know, for him, that means at least nine, absolute least, I think. If it's if it's about that, I, I think mean, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, that right now nine and three is going to require some a really really strong coaching yeah. job, a really strong. They have to fix some things yeah. and fix it in a hurry. And man, I I don't I don't know, but I I, I will say this. I don't know Jeff Levy. I know that Jeff Levy has a lot of support. People really like Jeff Levy. Probably could take that one step further, but I don't really want to go there right now. I don't think, based on conversations that I've had, and I know there are people that will disagree with this, I don't think Jeff Levy and Lane Kiffin are together next season. I don't either. And I don't think it's because it's personal. No, I think Jeff Levy's a head coach next year, wherever that is. But you know, I, I don't think they're together next season. So if you're if you're going to try to retain Lebby in the event that that's a motivating factor, and I am like you, not saying that it is because I don't know. Yeah. But if it is, I mean, now's kind of this. This is kind of the time. I would think if you asked, hey, you can either keep Kiffin one more year or no more years. The choice would probably be, and not because anything about Lane, but probably be no more years. Mm-hmm. And I do. I'm going to get asked this. I'm not going any stronger than this today. That's all I'm willing to say. I don't think that a switch in that, should it happen, would have a hindrance on Arch Manning's recruitment. Okay. All right. <sighs> Justin Hooker Emery. Let me tell you about Chase it. Parham. Catering, Chase Parham Catering. brought up Arch Manning. I want to. I want to make that clear. It was Chase Parham. Not me, who brought up Arch Manning. He was the number one recruit in the 2023 class. Why would we talk about him? Chase Parr. I mean, I did say Saturday the best thing that happened to Ole Miss was he didn't have an Alabama hat on. I was firm in that on on, on Saturday. You did. Yeah. I think you were on to something. I think it's at least somewhat relevant. I I, I think you were. There's a respect for Ole Miss was part of it. But then. I think you were astute. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Catering, tailgate menu. Grove back in business this weekend against Arkansas. Only needs 24 hours notice, and they'll deliver right there to your spot in the Grove or on campus, 662-419-9201. Cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Charcuterie trays, artisanal cheese trays, desserts, cherry buttermilk hand pies, cannolis, blackberry cheesecake bars, and much more. they got sandwich options. they got salads. Plenty of stuff for your tailgate there in uh in the Grove on Saturday. They make their own cheeses. You've got uh, pepper jellies, spiced honey, and more. So, again, 662-419-9201 with 24 hours notice. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can visit College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Pinnacle. It's uh, mypinwealth.com. They're also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team where they can conduct a complimentary, no obligation, benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mypinwealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, the place to go if you're thinking about traveling. Maybe you're already planning a holiday trip. It's hard to believe Christmas just now right around the corner. Dr. Fauci said it's it's okay to to meet with family and friends, as long as it's a very small gathering. Good, you know, less than one hundred and ten thousand. Uh, you can do that. So book your travel through uh, through John. Just give him some uh, parameters. Give him a budget, and he'll give you options. And know this: you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. 
Uh, we're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist. With offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford, Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. If you're a recent grad without much experience, reach out to Service Specialist. If you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, reach out to them. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. And remember, Mississippi's a small state. Everybody knows everybody. So it stands to reason that Service Specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised and about candidates that aren't exactly putting their name out there publicly. So if you're a uh, prospective employer, you probably should get in touch with Service Specialist as well. You have uh, nothing to lose, no referral fees for those searching for a job. So call Service Specialist at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Alpha Specialties is located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They also do all types of truck accessories. They can repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601-932-9798, alphaofms.com. And I mentioned earlier, a visit with Chance Campbell is up at um, – MPW Digital and at rebelgrove.com, and that's brought to you by The Rogue. Look at the, uh, speaking of camo, a lot of people are talking about my apparel today. Uh, Chance has a Ole Miss camo shirt on in the um, in the video. You can get that shirt and so much brand new uh, Ole Miss branded merchandise at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Kind of curious where it goes the rest of the season, but uh, sneakily only through four weeks, but it's 25% of the year. The AFC West: Chargers three and one, Raiders three and one, Broncos three and one, Chiefs two and two. There My money's on the Chiefs. I think so. Just yeah, just a little, just a little thing there. Especially after Denver got worked by Baltimore like they did yeah. the weekend. But nonetheless, just something to watch. I was reading that because uh, Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa was pissed off at the rest referees after the twenty eight fourteen win over the Raiders. On uh, on Sunday, Sunday, he said, I don't even know what the F penalty they called on me because I was fuming um, after they missed a holding call on uh, Bosa. But, I mean, refs are blind. Simple. I'm sorry, but you're blind. Like, open your eyes and do your job. It's so bad. It's unbelievable. Um, 15 yards is a big deal. Obviously, that's on me. I should never lose my temper like that. But these guys do got to do a better job because it's been years of terrible missed calls left and right. It's really pathetic, honestly. But pathetic on me, too, for doing what I did. Call or not, I have to take a step back and just go to the next play. But, man, they seem to not have their eyes open half the time. Mm. I, I do kind of love that. Hey, you suck. You know, you know, I probably did something wrong. But let me tell you how bad you suck. Yeah, like, uh, yeah I shouldn't have lost my cool, but you really suck. <laughs> you caused me to yeah, be. If you would just be half competent, I wouldn't lose my cool, and everything would be good. <laughs> but you suck. Yeah. I admire that. It's strong. It's going to get fined today. Yes. Absolutely getting fined. Yes. There's no, there's no doubt. Um, 
which I've never really understood. I, I don't understand why officials get this complete no, like, we can't talk about those guys. Like, why? But I will say that if you know that you're heading down the fine road, just let it all out. Because at that point, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the official. I mean, the, I mean, the manager gets thrown out. Well, once I'm out. Okay, hey. I'm, I'm going to go get my words in now. Yeah. I mean, you don't go, hey, whatever, and then go, okay, fine. No, like, no, now, now I'm out here. Let's, yeah, I'm out let, here. Let's, let's go. Let's throw the first base bag down the line. Let's let's, let's, let's kick Philip Wellman or whatever his name was. Yeah, and, let's let's scream and yell and holler and throw a hat and get your money's worth. There's not much better on the on the internet than John Boy doing his manager rants and doing all the the the, the, the reading the lips and everything yeah, on the whatever. They're they're yeah. fantastic. It is it is so good. It's and he's so good at reading the lips. Well, that's the thing because I'll watch it and go, yeah, okay, whatever. Then I'm actually seeing the words and I'm just I'm howling. Yeah. At what what the coaches and the managers and the in the in, in I the love how many times the the manager is talking to the umpire like the umpire is one of his players. Do better. Be better. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> Be effing better. <laughs> well, the umpires can only like. Well, at least they're supposed to only say so many things back. So watching the replies are it's 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 great. Uh, Bears Montgomery out four to five weeks. Oh, is he? That's yeah. a blow to them. Goodness, yeah, four he's to a five good weeks player. on uh, on on that one. Just a little bit of a little bit there. <sighs> yeah, um, Urban Meyer apologized yesterday, as we said, and then gave that. That quote, but today got to fill in things. He apologized that. before the second video. He did. Some adult website said they would bail him out of all this for a little bit of. I saw that. A little bit, a little bit of help. I saw that. Oh, that was a rough day for old herbs. It was a lot worse than the Papa John pizza night. <laughs> yeah, that was just he lost a football game. He looked tired that night, though. Yeah, he looked tired last night too. I bet he did. You kind of like to know, like, hope he had a whoop on when they showed him the second video, and you had to see what that heart rate did all of a sudden there when it was, it was, it was. Hey, we're gonna be. I, I'm staying. In, I'm staying at the office tonight. It's we 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 got really, the Titans on I Saturday. Mean, we're really, zero and four. They're two and two. I mean, th- th- have you looked at their offense? We we have our work cut out for us. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick Henry. I mean, <laughs> saw some stat where, and I forget the time period. But it was like NFL rushing leaders over whatever the time period was, and it was Derrick Henry one, Derrick Henry after contact two. Oh my god! And then whoever three. He's I need a, to find that. But he's a beast. Yeah, something like that. Uh, again, playoff baseball tonight. Yankees Red Sox. That is at seven o'clock on ESPN. Again. Uh, okay, so how far baseball has fallen? Mm-hmm. To Tuesday night, there's no NFL. There's no college football. Mm-hmm. How much Yankees Red Sox will you watch tonight? Are you interested enough to turn it on? I think it will have to be close seventh inning for me to turn it on. I will. I might turn on like the first pitch and just watch the open, but then mm-hmm. I will turn it. Frankly, I will be more likely to catch up on impeachment tonight than I, from last night than I will watch Yankees Red Sox. I was just thinking the same thing. If I'm honest. Yeah, Carson's got practice in Tupelo, weather permitting. Yeah. And when I get back, it's like nine fifteen, nine thirty, and I can either catch up on impeachment and watch it. Yeah. Or I can turn that on, and I can already tell you which one interests me more. I mean, it is a wild card game, so just one. I mean, that's that's yeah, first, I know, but that's, it's that's my point. Yeah. When when people who like us who are kind of baseball people can't even be talked into watching the Whereas Yankees. Whereas an NFL playoff game, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. On. Locked in. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. This is Yankees-Red Sox. It's the most storied rivalry in, Maybe in sports. all of American sport. Yeah. 
I'm more interested in teams, but still, it's kind of whatever. I mean, I kind of, I mean, obviously, I'll follow the Braves. Um, the White Sox are of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros are of interest to me. The Dodgers, if they get in, are of interest to me. Yeah. But that's about it. That's kind of where I'm at. I kind of like seeing the Rays win. But yeah, I like that, the Rays. All. I'd like to see Chris Bryant sort of. Kind of, although if Chris Bryant loses, I can find it funny. Yeah, sure. Like tonight, I'm kind of for the Yankees because it's Anthony Rizzo, but then Kyle Schwarber's on the Red Sox, and so I can whatever either way, but I'm not – I don't care enough to watch it. And with Rizzo, kind of his his departure put a bad taste in my mouth a little bit, the way that some of the things that he said and people did – Ginger, I haven't watched Squid Game. I did see where that one guy had like the four thousand phone calls or whatever because his number is on the show and he what refuses. What is Squid Game? He refuses. It's like it's a Netflix series where they take like these games and have like this eliminated. Like it's it's a series, oh, okay. but um, they uh some yeah some dude had his number on there and he, ref- he like because it's his business line he refuses to change it but he's getting like thousands of prank calls like at that oh. point your number's dead yeah, go ahead you, you should switch yeah do something do something different there so did you yeah. enjoy yesterday when facebook was down for a few hours i enjoyed twitter with facebook down and the jokes and the different things i mean the the, the twitter on the, the the head of twitter was tweeting and liking tweets and stuff and all that stuff was pretty funny um yeah there's a part of me that enjoys facebook being dead i'll, I'll be honest i love david muir last night and no one really knows whether this is connected to the 60 minutes. To, yes, we do. It is connected. It's absolutely connected, David. Everyone knows. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, right? Is that right? Yeah, because they're all, I think they're all owned by the same platform, or they're at least on the same platform or whatever. But there were some nervous people with Instagram down. Like, that's, that's, how do we? That's like, how do I, can I eat lunch if yeah. I don't have Instagram? Yeah, if I can't show you my salad. Yeah. I mean, I, can you even eat it if you can't show it? Yeah. My child is swinging on a swing set right now. And if I can't show you that, is she really swinging? Yeah. Oh, Lord. That is notable. I just noticed Sonogo did not play on Saturday. Um, I thought he played a little bit. Did he play a little bit? Maybe I missed it, but I was just It was like 10 snaps, I thought. So it was low. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 10 snaps, exactly. Just not much. Yeah. Behind keys, behind Robinson. He's slow. Yeah. All right, more tomorrow on the show. Continue moving toward Ole Miss and Arkansas at 11 o'clock on Saturday. We'll be uh, with you after the game for uh, that as well. And then, obviously, Thursday, two shows, morning, and Henry's guys on Thursday night. So, I hope all of you had a wonderful day. Plenty of rebelgrove.com in the meantime. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.